Do you feel that in a time when we are more connected than ever, we are drifting away from real human connection, especially to ourselves? I do. Hi, I'm Leticia Latino, and I want to invite you to join me and my very inspiring guests in exploring ways to reconnect to your essence, to your definite purpose, to what makes you tick. Are you ready? Hello, hello. Welcome to a new episode of Back to Basics, Reconnecting to the Essence of You. With me today is Nicole Plan. She's the CEO of the EGC Group and praised as a top advertising executive and digital strategy veteran. Under Nicole's watch, EGC was named an Inc. 500 fastest growing company, an agency post top 100 agency, and a Google Premier partner. She has been awarded among the top 50 most influential women and is a member of the Forbes Agency Council. Nicole board affiliations include the New York Foundation for the Arts, TriGlobal, the Young President's Organization. She's also a member of the Harvard Business School YPO President's Program. Uh, so many accomplishments. Hello, Nicole, and welcome to Back to Basics. Thank you for having me. It's I'm very very thrilled to have you and uh, you know i think uh, any career in advertising is fascinating because you touch inadvertently or advertently rather a, a lot of lives so i always uh, intrigued by the origin story so if you want to share a little bit about your younger years what was uh, young Nicole passionate about? And if you're living the life you dream of, or if you took a little side, side turn in the process? Thank you. Yes. So interestingly, I grew up from, you know, a baby wanting to be an artist. I was always passionate about art and painting and creativity was in kind of, um, painting courses and painting education from a young age, went on to explore my bachelor's of fine arts and with a concentration in painting and, and a minor in metal sculpture, which okay. <laughs> interesting, <laughs> um, not something that, you know, I don't think my dad was very excited about it because he's like, what are you going to do with a metal sculpture degree? But pursued it because it was passionate and went through, graduated, but found that what I what I had as a, a love and a passion didn't make for a career passion. That the thing that I love to do to express creativity and relax um, when it was um, a deadline-driven task, it felt a lot different for me. So then went on to kind of the business side of creativity, went on to kind of study for an MBA and loved commerce and business and the feeling that maybe a creative idea that I have could influence somebody's economy. That's where I was exposed to advertising. I think it was the one business that I saw that you could be creative and different and unique, but also be part of commerce and, and help people's economies and have an impact on people's businesses. And that was very exciting to me. So that's, that's how I landed here. That's uh, fascinating. I love what you say, the business side of creativity and uh, you know how you kind of made that distinction about 
your passion, passion, and the passion for a career. I think that's a very valuable distinction to make. Uh, and I'm glad you made it earlier on because I think a lot of us like struggle with that. And then later after investing, investing decades in a particular career, we say, well, like, well, that's really not mm -hmm. anything I'm passionate about in what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So, so then you, you, you did your MBA and you're, of course, I think you were based in New York back then and you're still. Yeah. Yes. Based in New York and still in New York, first moving around to different places, but live in Brooklyn. To me, it's one of the creative capitals of the U.S., home to so many galleries and agencies. And it's always inspiring to be here. Absolutely. Yeah. I think you, a lot of people envy others when they say, yeah, I live in New York. We envy you. You know, I live in Miami and I agree that a lot of people also say, oh, well, Miami, that's also nice. But I do. I envy I, Miami and I have team members in Miami and they are always come to our Zooms tanned and rested. And <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, not today. Today we're having like serious rain in here. But oh, yes, okay. I, I don't say it's not a shabby place to live at all. <laughs> But so for, you know, the younger audience, because you, I think you represent your career, you know, it's uh, the, from the fact that I, I have a, a nine-year-old daughter, so I can see her being creative and being artistic. And, you know, I think it's, I guess, a little cliche, but yeah, it's something in there for us girls. I was never that person, I admit it, <laughs> but, but that with, with that arts and creation and that, that link, I think that's uh, sometimes I think more prominent for, for younger people. Um, so let's say you're a younger person or when you made that change and I say, okay, I'm going to start my career here. What were you kind of would be your, uh, what would be your advice for the young crowd starting in a city like New York and an industry like advertising and marketing? <laughs> well, I learned a lot. Actually, the founder of EGC, um, Ernie Canadeo, he's currently chairman. We've been working together for 20 years, and then I bought half of his shares and became CEO. And he um, always taught me about the power of networking and connections and and not just networking, like going to networking events and handing out business cards, but serving the community, really being of service to the community. He's taught me that. and I try to model that myself. And I learned how important that is to not just make connections, have connections, but to give, 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 and give a few times. And then it always does come back in some way. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, so he's inspired me that way. And I could say in New York, now that we are, you know, open and it feels like there's almost a glut of networking of events and things people are just so happy to be together and you always take one thing away from one event you go to one educational event you go to i participate in a program with harvard and even if it's not overt networking and it's not sales it's just more about making connections and learning from someone else i i believe in that and i think new york has endless opportunities for someone to do that. And that would be like my first advice is, um, and don't think of it as, as like business card exchanges, but think of it as making connections with people that you can help and you can serve. And ultimately when you need it, it comes back to you. 
I love that. I'm very aligned with that. In fact, at some point, because I'm, I've been in sales my whole life in telecom, but I call it networking with heart. Mm-hmm. And uh, people say, how come, you know, you, you those relationships are so strong. I say, I, I never network it just for, for what am I going to get out of it. I've always put my heart into that each relationship and really genuinely wanting to get to know the other person. And that's, I think, when things go go best for everybody. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, so that's fantastic advice. And in terms of, you know, I'm curious to know, like, obviously you mentioned you gave it away, although you, you still look quite young and radiant that uh, 20 years ago you started on this. I like, I'm sure that you all have seen quite some changes in terms of the marketing landscape. I mean, now you have social media, like the digital marketing, what they call in digital marketing has changed so much. So I would love to take your, you know, to hear a little bit of your perspective in that. Yes, I talked to my team about the fact that no other business has changed as much as advertising and and digital. And I, when I came on at the beginning of digital, I started, you know, we started a digital division before Google. So we were Mm. designing big flash websites. (laughs) Um, So different. And I think um, what we've seen is one, just the shift to how someone reacts with a brand or with a company, that it's never a single point transaction and that there's maybe 12 different touch points that someone engages before hitting the commit button, hitting the buy button. They're absolutely caring about the brand social and what that brand cares about and that brand's community impact. And they're checking that out and they're checking out consumer reviews and they're engaging with that brand on TikTok. And then the 12th point is when they're like ready to make a decision. And that's, um, you know, for us, it means we need to think through so many phases of the journey, but also, and develop so much content. So the content production, I think if you look at what we, what output we had four years ago, five years ago, and then what we produce today, it's multiplied times 15. We're making more touch points and points of creative interactions for a brand. And then the exciting thing there is that you have all this data about where someone is and what they like, what they didn't like, where they stop watching, where do they go when they're not on your site? I mean, there's just... (laughs) All of this amazing data. And then the last thing I'll say is, you know, AI, we are an AI enabled company and it touches everyone in our organization from the creative department using things like MidJourney and other AI creative tools. But then we have analytics using AI, everyone, even people sometimes to help draft an email is using ChatGPT. And um, mm-hmm. I think it makes us faster and smarter and better. I I agree. It's, I mean, in telecom, of course, AI is a big is a big uh, big thing. I wonder, you know, from your marketing perspective, what about um, you know the voice? Because I think part of the brand is also the voice. And one of my biggest fears is you 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 see things that are so well written sometimes that you kind of know that it wasn't somebody because it's just you know we tend to speak to write sometimes how we speak are you worried at all about losing that person that humanity in the brand 
as we build with more artificial intelligence? I think that's why, not to plug agencies, Mm -hmm. but that's why people need agencies because some of these tools, right, are very robotic or you could tell sometimes when an email is written by AI and you need human intervention, human guidance, human prompts, human distilling of misinformation or bad information. So I I think it actually dials up the importance of an agency Mm -hmm. to have human creativity guiding the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. Totally agree. And so any other trends that you're seeing in terms of your industry that are interesting to to consider? Yes. So separate of AI, which is on everybody. So mm-hmm. everyone's talking about that. And of course, TikTok, you know, there's not a brand that we work with that's not on TikTok. And what what I love about TikTok and even just Instagram Reels, YouTube Shorts, what we've been able to do is just everything feels very organic and user-generated. And it's not a matter of sometimes making things that look very polished. It just has to feel real and look real and have a human truth. But that's what I love about what we're seeing now is that all of that sort of work and output can work and you can make that in real time. And it it doesn't have to be a six-month production to build something to market. And you can move quickly and move the speed of trends. And that's very exciting. Mm, I, I totally agree. So we have a lot of, uh, let's say, uh, small business owners, minority-owned business owners in our in our audience. Those are the ones usually to get the inspiration into how, you know, do I pursue my passion, my real passion, and yet make a good living out of it? What would your advice be? Because the mindset is usually on the small piece. I don't have dollars for marketing or I'm, I, you know, only big companies would hire an agency to do things. What's your take on that in terms of uh, what's the best plan of action for, for smaller businesses? Great question. So for us, I think that I think what you're asking is the lowest hanging fruit, right? Like what could if a small business owner you know, top three things could you do in the next 90 days to have impact on your your business? Mm-hmm. And one thing that has been overlooked lately, but is, you know, that whole database marketing CRM, like people, I think, sometimes follow like new shiny objects. So I mentioned TikTok, right? And TikTok's good, but TikTok is good. So as long as you have a solid database to work from, you know, your customers and you have some form of segmentation for them and you're trying personalization. For us, it always starts there. If somebody took the time to engage with your business, give you their email address, that is very worthwhile and it's not to be overlooked. So rethink your database marketing, your CRM. There's so many inexpensive tools that you can use tomorrow, whether it's MailChimp or HubSpot, that have these great automated features. Both of those, by the way, are AI enabled. So you can use AI just by virtue of using these common platforms mm-hmm. and look at that and test new things and try new things. The second part there is that testing. We really have a culture of test everything. So we'll have A-B tests happening every week and you know, no one knows anything, as they say, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're constantly testing very small minute changes you'd be surprised what the change of a color of a button on a website can do to conversion to getting people to buy or call you so 
make those tests, have a discipline to say, okay, I'm going to write this down. I'm going to test one new thing every month and Mm -hmm. just, just focus that way. So first, you know, CRM and database to testing and learning. And then the third is, you know, people really want to see you, the the business owner. They want to know you. They want to see inside what's, what, what's your passion? What's it like running your business? What are you committed to? If you can show that and it's as easy as your iPhone, have some videos on social media of you, of if you have family in the business, like people love that and it will go a long way. And that's one thing that a small business owner has over a national chain is the heart and the soul of you. And we're really trying to work with brands to bring that out. Hmm. That's powerful advice. You know, I resisted to say that I was working in the family business for decades. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I learned this too late. No, but uh, it, it's true. And then when uh, I remember one meeting when somebody say, was, didn't your dad founded the company? I say, yeah, back in 72. And everybody was so fascinated. And now that's my first slide in every presentation. It's a picture, the oldest picture I could find of him. In a building a telecommunication towers and that's already like half the half the fight it's it's already won when they see that picture so yeah i totally agree that uh, sometimes we underestimate the power of family and the power of a personal story mm-hmm. absolutely and uh, even podcasting coming to a podcast and, and share absolutely. your own personal story in there yes definitely and i love yours by the way well, thank you. Well, I, I love that you're a guest. So, <laughs> so Nicole, I always love to give people a, a chance to to share a little bit of what excites them. You're part of several boards that are, you know, have philanthropic means. You say you love to be of service. Your company is doing fantastic. Share a little. Can you share a little bit more maybe of something we haven't discussed that you're particularly excited about? Well, yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm first, you know, I'm, I'm excited about empowering other women, working parents. You know, I have young kids and I know firsthand what that feels like and what that balance is like. And I'm passionate about trying to have a culture in my organization to let people have a balance and whatever that be, if it's not children, if it's caring for a parent, if it's running to have a balanced life. So I'm I'm passionate about having a culture that fosters that. I am passionate about cooking, <laughs> which requires me to have somewhat of a balance and be able to cut off at some point to, to cook for my family. But I cooking is my joy and love. And um also passionate about health and wellness. I um separately work with a group called Digital Wellness and um we're a partner to the Mayo Clinic in Mayo Clinic Diet and we um have built a platform a subscription platform for people to go on a health journey together and we've grown a Facebook community of over 17,000 members and oh, wow they are it is the happiest place on the internet it, everyone's really um nurturing and lovely. And if I'm ever having a bad day, I'll go on that page because (laughs) people are supporting each other through their journey. So that is my second job, but also my, my passion. But I think that brings me to another just, you know, tip for small business owners is think about like, 
think about your customers and your buyers and create them as a as a member group or a Facebook group or anything that gets them talking to each other. You'd be shocked how passionate some of your customers and your fans are. And it's just a small thing. It's a free thing. Um, mm-hmm. But it's become for us a mini focus group, uh, you know, a source of inspiration. And that's been working really well for us. Mm, that's fantastic. Well, there's a lot of wisdom there. And then you share some of your passions, which I normally ask, you know, my last question is what makes you tick? And mm-hmm. it sounds like cooking and family are some of those things that make you tick big time. Yes, totally. Yeah. Yes. Well, Nicole, I'm, I admire what you have achieved. I commend you for, you know, your passion and, and just the fact that uh, you are definitely a conscious driven purpose-driven leader and I think the world needs more of that so I'm happy that uh, that we have you uh, also and uh, and uh, you know we thank you for everything and best of luck in your journey thank you thank you have a wonderful this was wonderful and have a great day likewise bye-bye everybody and tune in to the next episode of back to basics reconnecting to the essence of you You've been listening to Back to Basics. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. If you haven't yet, subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or any of your favorite streaming platforms. This is the best gift you can give us. Join me next week for another Back to Basics conversation. And if you want to find out about other exciting things I'm working on, visit LeticiaLatino.com. Thank you, and until the next time.